it's time to go back to work. There's a lot to do. We have things to make, stuff to build, cargo to ship, customers to serve. So grab a five-hour energy and get ready. For 16 years, through good times and bad, 5-Hour Energy has been there helping hard-working people get stuff done. It's time to go back to work. Let's roll up our sleeves and get going. For more information and to order online, visit 5hourenergy.com. En JCPenney sabemos que nos extrañas y nosotros te extrañamos aún más. ¿Pero qué pasa si te decimos que tenemos una tienda abierta todo el día, todos los días? ¡La tenemos! En jcp.com o en el app de JCPenney. ¿Quieres un traje de baño? ¡Lo tenemos! ¿Algo para estrenar este verano? ¡También! ¿Marcas exclusivas y tus marcas nacionales favoritas? ¡También! Visita nuestra página para los más recientes cupones y aprovecha envío estándar gratis en compras de $49 o más. JCPenney. Aplican exclusiones. Detalles en la tienda o jcp.com. By Roughneck Scarves. My name is Tony. I'm here with Dave and David. Dave Stevens, David Sterling. I'm Tony Perbananzi. Today we are at Under Pressure Brewing Company in beautiful New Hope, Minnesota. And uh, boys, this Golden Valley. Golden Valley. Oh, Golden Valley. Sorry, yeah. not close. New Hope. Not close. Sorry, we're close. <laughs> New Hope, Golden Valley. Uh, I apologize, Golden Valley people. Uh, but this brewery is totally different than any brewery we've been to before. Oh yeah, without I mean this a doubt. place is it's got medieval stuff in it, it's got books, it's got the chairs are all like old school chairs. It's it's amazing. If, if you uh if you didn't look over there you wouldn't think we were in a brewery actually just looking at the bookshelves and the Yeah. Kind of the I guess you old, This is the old school antique almost furniture. I think and chandeliers even. Yeah, I think we're in the yeah. library section. We must be, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, they've got like this fireplace with two chairs flanking it and yeah. it's just very there's skulls everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I know it's not your first time, Tony, right? But no. this is my first time, so I'm excited we decided to do the podcast mm-hmm. here today. And they yeah. were gracious enough to let us come out on this uh, cold Sunday. I know um, they've got... So, it's interesting. I was telling David this before the podcast. is The people who own this place, um, they started off as, as, of course, most brewers do, doing it out of the garage and doing like you know their own thing. But they were entering a bunch of contests. And they kept winning these contests. Hmm. And finally somebody said, well, why don't you just start a brewery and start making money off your contest wins? And that's what they did. And these beers are phenomenal. I mean, they are fantastic beers. Uh, I've got the Blueberry Cream Ale. It is uh, great for a cream ale. A little hint of blueberry in there. Uh, David, you got a did you get a porter? No, I got the London Brown. London Brown. Ooh. And it, my goodness, uh, first off, there's like... There's no IBUs this at all. It says 20, and it tastes like it. Um, I mean, it's just like the smoothest ale I think I've drank in a long time. Wow. And it's it's really dark for brown ale. Yeah. Um, but it's... Wow. Yeah. It's really good. 
and Dave got yeah, a flight. I did get a flight. And now, what do the flights come on, Dave? It comes on a heavy-duty, looks like stainless steel sword, actually. Yes, You could does. literally go to war with somebody in here with one of <laughs> these could. things. Yeah. You could hurt somebody. It's, uh, it's very impressive. We were just talking earlier. Yeah, I don't know. It might be 1A versus 1-2 as far as flights go between this and uh, Utapils. Yeah, and their uh, flight skis. Yes. Yes. That, that was kind of unique. This is mm-hmm. very unique. It's actually, it's a it's a load. you got to mm-hmm. use both hands to carry it over here. Yeah. So, yeah, it was great, but... Yeah, interesting. I'm, I started with the Apple Ale, Ooh. which is not on their normal menu. It was one of their adders. That's actually one of the things I should say. They have, what, 15 to 18 beers, yeah, I think. I think they have some. 15 normal plus another few maybe mm-hmm. seasonal rotators. Seasonals, yep. So that's what this Apple Ale is. And um, it's. I'm glad that you brought up IBUs. I don't think we bring that up very much when we're talking about beer. I don't think so either. And, and people who don't maybe get into beer as much as we do, mm-hmm. that is a good number to know because it's what? I think it's international bitterness unit yes or it's something along those lines but yeah it's supposed to directly kind of measure the bitterness of a beer Mm -hmm. and and the apple you talked about yours being low the apple ale actually is one of the lowest i've ever had at 12 holy jeez and it yeah yeah, so it's not but it's not a cider it's not an apple cider no it it it's definitely an ale it Mm -hmm. tastes like a beer it's really good it's appalicious actually appalicious now i didn't come up with that that's on their sign so of course i had (laughs) to say that but uh no it's it's Slightly sour, refreshing. It's it's. Ooh. I love it. I'd get a pint of this. Yeah. Uh, again, these guys make some great beers. Nels and I were in here months ago. That's kind of I was scoping this place out, and every beer that Nels and I tried was fantastic. And Nels right. is a big heavy or uh, heavier beer drinker as well. He likes stouts. And I thought stuff. you were just going to say heavy drinker. Right. <laughs> he can be. If he listens to this. He knows what I'm talking about. Um, so, on to the fun stuff of the day. Um, we had a little game last weekend. We did. We did. It was the first round playoff game against the Galaxy at Allianz Field. Uh, David and I went with with Johnny. Johnny was with us in your seats for the final time. Yep. Up in the upper area. Yep. You will be there next year. Oh, that's right. The final time. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. And uh, Dave was in uh, Vegas at a sports book watching the yeah. game. Um, so I'd like to give you. Our, David and I will give you our experience of the game uh, firsthand, the atmosphere, everything, and then Dave will give you his experience of watching it at a sports book. Yeah. Spoiler alert: I think your experience is going to be a little it, bit better as it, far as watching a soccer game. It could, be. It could it might be. be. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we went down there early because United said we're going to have a major party out on the on the grass yeah. knoll in front of the stadium, right? And they've been talking about that all year, but they've never really like put it together. It's always been, like, shrunk down to, like, just the road yeah. outside, and it's just kind of... And you say, like, a, they had a band, but they've had yeah. bands before. But they've always put the band, like, up yeah, near up the, stadium. the stadium. It's not this a big area. This was all the way across. This was the whole grassy area was all yep. enclosed. They had a big, bigger stage on the one end. Yep. They had, where we were standing was kind of their, like, beer tent area with yep. tables, stand-up tables. Of course, they had a couple food trucks. They had their merchandise mart outside um and it was it was more of what it should have been all year i think yeah i mean it was cool to you know see several thousand people milling around mm-hmm. you know they're standing in line for the the free shit giveaways yeah and, the line for that never got short yeah exactly <laughs> um and it you know it was it was cool you know there were some la galaxy fans wandering around and you know it was just yeah it's what you expect it to be yeah and uh you know my only, the only bad thing about it was, of course, United decided we're going to have these beer tents, 
but we're yes. going to charge you indoor stadium prices. Yeah, I was a little bit Which kind of pisses me off because it's like, dude, it's outside before the game. Charge us less. Right. And give us like a discount. And right. we'll probably still buy some inside, but why charge us the same prices yeah. in both spots? Yeah. Did you uh, visit our friends at Dual Citizen Brewing Company before? We, we did well. that too, yeah. Yeah, yeah we had a couple drinks over there too. Um, and, uh, you know, we wanted to get down to this. Yeah. And my... Of course, my concern going down there was it's going to be the same as it's always been. We're going to get down there super early. It's going to suck. We're going to be down there and be like, eh, this is so stupid, you know? Right. But it actually turned out well, I yeah. think, you know? Um, we got into the game. It was fantastic. The atmosphere yeah. was great. Um, they gave us that, what was it, the towel, the rally towel? Rally towel and the the And the light-up thing. Now, that was cool. It was. And I don't know, how, how did you think they did that, though? I have no idea because it, it it somehow connected to the light system at mm-hmm. the stadium. It's mm-hmm. like our our like RFID or yeah. some kind of transmission. Because right. yeah, mm-hmm. I've been to a uh, let's see what was it Coldplay concert at US Bank Stadium. Okay, and they had the same deal. You wore a wristband and it lit up. Okay, all different colors throughout the yeah. show. Yeah, kept going. And I I still have mine. That's what I because I figured out how to turn it off and mm-hmm. reset it. Mm-hmm. So then it actually you can. You can uh, go through the colors. Yeah. And if you stop on some, they rotate colors. Sure. And, uh, and then my daughter abruptly decided to sneak it to school while oh, daycare. Oh. And, of course, mom figured that out. So now I actually don't know where it is because it was it was taken and hidden somewhere. But, yeah. um, you know, that whole pregame thing was very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the halftime... The halftime uh, event was uh, very cool. Yeah, I, I wish they had videos of it. There's, I haven't seen one anywhere. There's been there was a shortened video. I think it was the pregame one where they did the kind of the Charlie and Chocolate Factory that song yeah. thing. And dude, when that song came on, I started showing video of the stadium. And I, my, I, I had goosebumps, man. Yeah, it was like it was like this is so awesome. Exactly, you know? and that's why I wish they. They'd put the whole thing out. Yeah. I mean, because it, I think everybody that didn't get to go would love to see it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they, it literally went through the whole history. I mean, from groundbreak to yep. to the final, you know, opening. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It had Charlie Chocolate Factory, uh, what, World of Imagination. World of Imagination, yeah. With Gene um, Wilder saying it. Yeah. Which was like, I mean, the original, like, him saying it from yeah. It was like, oh, man. Exactly. I mean, I, I just thought it was very cool, and hopefully they put it out. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, I like. I mean, because the game didn't start until what seven thirty Minnesota time, or yeah. even later than that. So it was dark. Yeah, I imagine you know that's was at the late, certainly latest into the season, such a late game. So it was basically dark. It was mm-hmm. dark at game, the time the game started. So that just made yeah. all the lights and everything was, else like that even better. It was amazing to see it all. I've seen and a couple pictures. Sorry to interrupt. But I've seen a couple pictures on social media of kind of like the stadium, yeah. the stadium, yeah. the background. And it, I saw a couple people on social media, LA Galaxy fans that were there, say how much they appreciated the whole atmosphere as well. Yeah. I thought it was very cool. So, um, yeah, I mean, that overall was great aspect of the night worth the price of admission i think for yeah. that yeah. well then maybe it's too dark to notice but then yeah question i was having um i when i was watching the game on tv obviously but uh, what was the condition of the turf i know you could see the lines mm, you could see the lines still. Still. Yeah. you guys would probably complain about that oh but yeah they were yeah. still very visible but uh, the, there were some divots okay. you they could were. tell that it was torn up um mm. 
in areas, but it, yeah. they did a very phenomenal job. Okay, yeah. good, uh, good. You could tell it, the si- where the sidelines were for the football game the yeah. previous day. You could see the sidelines because everybody's walking back and forth. You could see how it yep. was trampled down a little bit. But other than that, I mean, there, yeah, there's some divots and things. But. Yeah, and there was there were a couple big divots in the first half, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, there were. Um, that they had to come out and repair at halftime. But overall, yeah, the, the field looked like it held up really well. It did. Now, uh, Dave, what was how was the atmosphere at the sports book you were at? Well, um, so by that time, so I, to, I was at the Westgate okay. sports book. The big or one. Or super book and casino. Um, yeah, actually, and it was my first time there. Without going into too much detail, it's technically the largest uh, area, like if you're talking about surface area, I suppose. Sure. The largest sports book in Vegas, maybe obviously one of the largest in the world. So it was quite, it's quite a unique experience. I'm not going to go into the whole mm-hmm. day, but obviously the game started at 5.30 local time in Vegas. And uh, so the only thing it had to really compete with, I thought, was the uh, Sunday night football game, sure, which sure. was Dallas and Philly. But uh, oh, So I game. thought, okay. You know, an MLS playoff game, they'll have it on for sure. And mm-hmm. they did. But it, it, soccer still took a second, you know, third tier to behind. Not only, of course, the football game, but uh, the there was a couple hockey games. Oh, uh, yeah. Apparently. yeah. So yeah. took kind of third fiddle to that, actually. Mm-hmm. So, But it was on a screen, decent yep. size. All the screens out there are big. So that was kind of cool. Unfortunately, there was no, and I guess I kind of thought this might be the case, there was no audio. Yeah. And I might have tried to track down... A, like a soccer bar, there, mm-hmm. there'd be plenty in Vegas. It wouldn't have been a problem. But, I mean, I was out there with a group of people. Yeah. I didn't want to leave them, of course. And the fact that I knew they were at least going to have it on. So and I can't wait to hear a little bit more about, like, kind of the atmosphere from a noise standpoint because I was watching it with no sound. Yeah. But uh, I did make a bet for you and myself, Tony. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. We did out. lose on that one. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was even money, by the way. It yeah. finished at even money yeah, for the loons. kind of so. figured. Um, the atmosphere at the stadium, uh, and David can attest to this, I, I mean, it was loud. Yeah, it, it was. was. crazy. Um, I don't think I've heard it that loud since maybe opening opening day? Hmm. Yeah, it, or it maybe could the, be. Um, do you think the semifinal against Portland in the Cup was I was going to say that that might have. But it wasn't as full. You know, I no. Think. Yeah, I was going to say that might be challenging it, which yeah. is hmm. like... Okay. Like we Dave just said, it mm-hmm. wasn't as full, um, yeah, and it was still very loud. So I mean, tickets were going for one in the secondary market. Oh, your my God. seats were going I mean, for like one hundred and ten bucks. Yeah, and you know there were still people trying to sell supporter section tickets for a hundred bucks, which is re- that, that's yeah. just stupid. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. The no. first playoff game at Allianz Field, it really doesn't in the inaugural season there. That doesn't yeah. surprise me at all. Because, but I did think. The secondary price that, that you talk about that doesn't shock me. Yes, it's expensive, but what I thought I was relatively pleased with their pricing because, um, like, your tickets yeah. were what only another ten or twenty more. It was like uh, was it five twelve percent more or something? Like so that. I, like five bucks. I yeah. think yeah. you look across all major sports. I think that's very reasonable, at least on par. It's, right. it's certainly not more than any other sport. And they don't make you buy a whole roll of playoff sure, tickets, sure. right? Which is nice, you know, because yeah. most major sports make you buy the whole flipping set through the World Series or whatever right. it is. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, technically, yeah, the, the Loons could have, what, had at most, in the best case scenario, hosted three games. I mean, yeah. including the first round, if they had to go to LAFC, mm-hmm. but then they, if depending on how things fell, they could have mm-hmm. came back for the semifinal and yep. final, yeah. but... Um, so it was great. The only other problem I had was, of course, they had the playoff scarf. Right. Which they were selling for $38. Yeah. I mean, and I said, a... ah, no, thank you. Yeah. 
I'll keep my free one. Thanks. Yeah, exactly. No. Um, so let's get into the game a little bit, guys. The first half was just kind of a... Oh. What's up? I, before you even get into the first half, let's let's talk about the lineup. So I think... Oh, yes. Let's talk about the lineup which was that Adrian Heath put out there. A surprise to all of us. Maybe it shouldn't because in the other biggest game of the year, I got, that could be... You he, could argue that. But like Atlanta... Yeah. He tinkered. He tinkered. There was yeah. no Darwin Quintero in the starting nope. 11. And, it, you know, you you can debate about why that happened. I mean, was it, oh, if we win, we play in a short week and mm-hmm. let's have Darwin rested? Or is it there's something going on with Darwin? It could be. Or is it Darwin's just being an ass and mm, Heath yeah. is saying, screw you? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, or is, you know, is Heath just... Like I have been all season on Darwin, a little cool on him. Sure, just, sure. You know, um, it, it's it was still surprising, even though I was kind of like eh with it. It was still, yeah, to me it was still shocking that he didn't start. Well, it wasn't even that it was the formation too. Well, no, the formation was, was normal. Formation it was four two three one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. because yeah, I just was looking at that. Um, they had you know, uh, Angelo Rodriguez started the game yeah, up okay. front, and then they That's had right. Finley, Molino, and Lude. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, otherwise, it generally speaking, it, it was the it was the Darwin. Yeah, you know, the leaving him out that really kind of surprised everybody. I think that yeah. that was well looking at the lineup. That was the only surprise, I guess, going into that game. So, mm. uh, and it, you know, I don't know if it would have changed anything. You know, I don't. It might have. Might we, yeah. we don't? Here's the problem: the Atlanta game for the Cup final. Didn't start Darwin, and look what happened, right? right? So we go into another big game, first playoff game for the Loons. We don't start Darwin again. And so we don't know what he's going to do in big games. We don't. Well, right. We, we don't, don't. We don't, but I don't, you know, I'll fast forward a little bit since we're talking about Darwin, but he did come in in the 60th minute for, he did. for Finley, and he made an impact on that game. He did. You know, he had the assist mm-hmm. on Grace's goal, which we'll get mm-hmm. to. But uh, So, I mean, and I think he had some moments other, before that, you know, where he contributed to some chances. So yeah. I would say, though, and we'll probably get into it more, but I would say he didn't contribute as much as he should have. Hmm. Wow. Um, but then again, it's Darwin Quintero, and you never know what's going to happen. You don't. He's an up-and-down type of guy. Yeah. Um, my The biggest concern I had going into this game was stopping uh, Zlatan. Zlatan, which we, we, which we did. Yeah. Unfortunately, they had other guys who actually played yeah. Well, and it, you know, I don't think that in the grand scheme of things, I don't think that it was a bad first half. Um, no. You know, possession was relatively even at halftime. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did have, I feel like they had a couple more shots on goal than we did because we didn't, I think we only had one on goal. We had a couple half. more corners than we did too. Yeah. I but correctly. I mean, overall, there wasn't anything that I was, yeah, that stuck out. To me, as being, mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was a, it was a scoreless half. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, and if the forty-five ended zero-zero, and uh, I think just looking back briefly, I mean, Robin Lude had just a great chance, but put it uh, well high over well, the so did Angelo and Angelo, and as so well. did Ethan Finley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they, they all had chances. So there was chances. That's the frustrating part. Mm-hmm. We've seen it a lot in games, even at Allianz Field, where they've been 
all but you know they only lost one prior to this one yeah. but uh yeah it's even there's been a lot of those one nothing games zero zero one one type games where it's just it's the final third yep. you know we've seen it so many times yeah and it, i think and it i think it's actually morphing earlier in the season it was the final third mm-hmm. now it's it's not necessarily even the final third we're getting the movement and activity in the final third mm-hmm it's the finish. finish. I mean, the finish. I, mean yeah, the, I know point. they consider that part of the final third, but it's almost like the the final eighth. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> you put it perfectly because yeah, when I said final third, that's exactly what I meant. I should have said chances. They had their chances. well. Yeah. They got to finish those. And it's again. crazy. It's yeah. like you look at their chances and you go, "Was there like an invisible fence around the goal?" I mean, right. I see it happen in hockey before. I've seen teams go through like where they hit goalpost after goalpost after goalpost and hit the bar, hit the bar, hit the bar and can't get anything to go in. And right. watching the loons the past couple of weeks, we've seen a lot of that. It's like they just can't yeah. get it into the net. And, it, you know, I, I think – I guess this is as good a time as any to kind of bring it up. I, I think that's the, the hump that we're at. Mm-hmm. So if you want to look at a three-year plan and the first two years we're tinkering, experiment, you know, whatever – and then the third year was the fruition of making the playoffs. Now year four is kind of going to be that proverbial hump of, yeah. okay, we're a playoff team. Because, you know, day one, next season, we are a playoff contender regardless. Exactly. So it's now that hump of being somebody to reckon with in the well, playoffs. Right. Yeah. And Can, we don't have that in our players. No, They no. don't have that finishing ability needs no. to be there. And yeah, and what happened, I mean, can you look at a team, like if you want to, if you if the Loons were to look at any team, you know, over the course of, say, not three years, but ten years, let's say, I don't think you have to look any further than um, Seattle. Yeah. I've, they've never not made the playoffs in their right. existence. Yeah, that's right. Unless I'm wrong. But I think that's the case. At mm-hmm. least, they've at least been to the playoffs the last ten years, if not mm-hmm. their entire existence in the MLS. Then, right. And, it, you know, it's it comes down to you can break the game down as much as you want. You've got your, you've got your defensive half. You've got your defensive third. Mm-hmm. You know, we've really commanded for sure the defensive third this season. I think the defensive half has been pretty good. We've had issues with giveaways and all that. Yeah, um, the midfield's been solid. But, yeah, but then you, you start saying, okay, well, this year – Initially, in the middle of the season, the final third was terrible. Mm-hmm. And then towards the end of the season, we got the final third down, but then we couldn't get that last that last little bit. Yeah, and that, that's yeah. a good point. Like going, you know, I have one story that I think you, you've you all seen, but going into be leading up to the playoff game at Allianz, um, Bobby Warsaw on MLS.com actually ranked um, Minnesota United with the best spine yeah, in right. all of MLS yeah, soccer. Right. And, if, and I guess that would be, he kind of described it as the, players up the middle of the field and that's yep. what it is so you know you start with you know you can even start with Monone but Oparo, Alonzo, Gregus, Quintero the guys right up in the middle yep. for the majority right. of the year were solid mm-hmm. going into yep. the year so and it, you know I think it was Matt Doyle uh, when he picked us to win it all which is probably what jinxed us probably um, he was saying I think that the week earlier that it's Minnesota is the team that's just gonna wear down their opponent that's right you can't score against us. No. So they're just going to wear you down until they or until we get that chance. Somebody until they, the other team makes a mistake. Yep. We and counter. Then and, we counter yep. and we get the chance. Mm-hmm. Here was the problem in the playoffs. 
or even leading up to the playoffs, mm-hmm. we'd get those chances, but we couldn't finish them. Well, so it's that's the next step. Ten goals in the last ten games, right? And now eleven goals in eleven games if you count the playoffs, right? I mean, you can't you can't win going forward with that. You just can't. Mm-hmm. Um, so they we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but in the off season they're going to be looking at that final third and. Seeing yeah. what they can do because there's a lot of guys who are not going to be here next year from that final third, without doubt. Yeah, that'll be an interesting conversation for I'm sure future pod. Yeah. but uh, yeah, so I, I think that'll probably end up coming up next episode. Probably. Yeah, so we go into the half, guys. And it's nil nil, so we got a chance still. Yeah, right. Come out of the half. Um, I think you and I were talking that we we're waiting for Heath to pull the trigger on some subs. Yep, and like Heath always does, he waits and waits and waits, waits. and waits. Then he puts subs in classic too, too late. Classic. Well, he really? did it, his classic move, which was the 60th minute. Yeah. When I yeah. mentioned Darwin Quintero in for mm-hmm. Finley, and yeah. then he, then Mason Toy came in for Rodriguez yeah. seven minutes later. Yeah. Yeah. I, but unfortunately, yeah. that's when things. That's about the time when things yeah. started to go wrong. Because well, I mean, I I did feel like you were talking earlier, like as far as wearing down an opponent, it, it reminded me of a typical typical game at Allianz. Yep. I thought, hey, they can do this. Minnesota was playing well enough. Well, we, I thought they had a real legitimate chance of getting that one goal and squeaking had, away with a one nothing win. We had shut down their main guy, right? And he had beat, a, he had a great opportunity. I did. believe that was second he, half. Yeah. But. Yep. but the Galaxy are really a truly a one dimensional team. If Zlatan doesn't score, they usually don't win. Yeah, right. And going true. in, going in, the reason they were the fifth seed probably, and yeah. they're maybe lucky to be the fifth seed. The way their, you know, their defensive form mm-hmm. all year had not been good. No, I've been terrible. And I mean, I think it was exposed in the uh, mm-hmm. El Trafico match, you know, just yeah. a few days ago. But and it, you know, in reality, their defensive form even against us wasn't that great. It's no. again, we just couldn't, couldn't finish mm-hmm. our opportunities. We couldn't do shit. Broken record. Broken yeah. record. Yeah. Um, you know, I think when you look at the second half, I, I recall uh, Jeff Reuter did an interview with Adrian, what was that, two, three weeks ago now, mm-hmm. um, where it, it was a pretty extensive kind of pick-your-brain type of interview, and he asked about subs, <laughs> and Adrian said, well, you know, you, there's a lot of things that go into picking subs, It's and the one thing that uh, stuck out to me was, you know, I'll... You have to consider making a change to be more attacking and what that can do to a team. Yeah. When you focus on the attack, all of a sudden things can fall apart. Mm-hmm. And it, this game is a good example of that happening. You know, yep. we, we brought Darwin in. We brought Mason Toy in. Yep. And it, it sped things up for us, mm-hmm. but it opened the field up for them. And it collapsed. Yeah. So it was, it was <laughs> I thought it was kind of interesting when all of a sudden... I kind of sat back and was rewatching it this past week. I was like, God, I just remembered back to that interview. And I was like, it's exactly what he was talking about. Well, the defense gets, our defense gets tired, especially get a guy like Zlatan, like covering him the whole time. Right. You get, your defense gets tired. And then when you try to open it up offensively, uh, your defense is already kind of worn out. And they're trying to offensively. They're doing counters. They're doing this, coming at them. It, it just becomes a cluster. Right. I mean, I wish they would have... I guess you can't second-guess what Heath did, but I wish they would have just gone more defensive a little bit, try to wear him down, get that one counter-attack chance, right. and get it in the flipping net and win this game 1-0. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, it's, there's argument to that. Yeah. Yeah. So, L.A. scores what, two goals in the second half. It was Yeah, it was in quick succession. Yeah. Quick Legit uh, yeah. score. Did I pronounce that right? I don't know. But in, in the 71st minute, yeah. and then that was followed up rather quickly mm-hmm. with Jonathan Dos Santos in the 75th. So, yeah. yeah, it was kind of bang, bang, and boy, it didn't take long to let the air out. And we, uh, David and I and Johnny, left our seats with, what, five minutes to go? I think so, yeah, because I think I said if it... If we don't score. If we hit the 90th minute and we yeah. haven't scored... Or yeah, the 85th minute. 85th minute and we haven't scored, I'm going to go... Yeah, oh, so, so we, the can and we left, but we stopped. We stopped yeah, because we that's when Greg wanted is, to get out of our seats. Greg okay. scored the goal, so we were standing up watching the end yeah. of the game there. Um, so Greg scores that goal near the... Was it in extra time? It, no, just before, yeah, the 87th before. minute. And then they had, what, four minutes extra time? Four or five. Yeah. Four or five. And so there was a chance... To tie it up, right? But nothing came of it. Mm. Yeah, and it, it, you know, I think in the end we just weren't. Yeah, that next step. We weren't ready. Yeah, you know. Uh, so we lose two to one. Playoffs are over. Season's over. Yep. No more loons till next year. Right. Podcast is done, guys. It's and, been great. And, and you know what? I, I was actually talking to a coworker uh, about this earlier this week, and and you know, last year, you know, last year. You know, because of the the change in the both the playoff yeah, format and schedule, yeah. the MLS Cup was not until December, I think, ninth. Yeah, yeah, early to mid December, and now here we are. And I was like, "Well, MLS is a very short off season, but here we go. We've got an extra month of off season. We do, we do, uh, yeah. because the MLS Cup. I couldn't tell you the exact date, but it's it'll obviously be early November now. Yep. So there's an extra month. And yeah. you know, the funny thing is, the Eastern Conference is laying out just like. <clears throat> I think it was Doyle who said that. Yeah. Because Toronto has a chance to go to the final. Yeah, you know, and it could be a three-peat mm-hmm. of Toronto-Seattle mm-hmm. uh, out of four years, three out yeah. of four years. So, yeah, yeah we should cl- get clear that up. So, yeah, it's Seattle going to L.A., yep. and then it's uh, t- Toronto going to Atlanta. Yep. Yeah. So all my picks are gone. Yeah, and so it, it it pains me. The East pains me because I refuse to cheer for Bradley, but I do not want to cheer for Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't have a problem with Bradley like you do. I know you've had it for a long time, but uh, yeah. I think to be honest, if I'm being honest here, I would like to see you know the matchup that MLS probably wants to see the Atlanta LA going to LAFC oh, of course yeah. because yeah. that's the, that would be the That'd be huge do yeah. i want to see either of those teams win well i not especially i i could i i wouldn't mind watching LAFC win no. i would i'd love to see Toronto and LA kick the crap out of LA and just prove that even though you had the best record in soccer and you broke whatever records right, you yeah. did you can still lose in the last game of the season. Yeah, you can. I mean, that's the big thing about one and dones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any given Sunday, I guess, is the um, common term. So we left a little, little sad from the game. Right. Yeah. And did we? Did I talk to you? Anybody about shed this? any tears? I should ask. No. no okay. But I talked to you about this, David. Did I? We talk about the the shooting that happened uh, down oh, the God. street. We never even brought it up. So we're leaving the stadium, and that's why the, this is why the Uber driver couldn't get to where she needed to get because it, of, it was blocked off. Oh, it, yeah, sure. I read that the next day. Actually, yeah. it happened during something happened during it happened the right game. at kickoff right at, or basically. right before during the game. Yeah, it was seven thirty. I think the show. Yeah, had nothing to do with fans no, or no, no, anything no, no, like no. that. But uh, but the crazy thing was, of course, then the next day I started getting text messages from 
lots of family members going, were you you were at the game? Yeah, yeah. Were you else? I'm like, no, that was three blocks away, and it was during the game, and we're all good to go. Um, but what was amazing to me is we didn't even know about it. I didn't know about it until I got home. So I knew about it. Really, we didn't even bring it up because no. I knew about it in the game because yeah. somebody posted on my Facebook. Oh, I didn't know post that we were tagged in. Oh, okay. Or that you and John were tagged. Yeah, in. I didn't look at that. Um, saying that there's a shooting, so I saw it, and I know John mentioned it to me. Yeah, I don't think we. I don't think we talked. But whatever. And that's why we I apparently ignored you. And that's why our Uber lady couldn't get into where sure. she was supposed to get into because it's supposed to be set up that way. Yeah, and that was a cluster of a trip. Yeah, Again, that's why when we take Uber, we usually walk a couple blocks right. away to get the Uber. That was that was painful. Yeah, <laughs> just to clean that up. So it happened. It apparently happened at uh, seven thirty seven thirty five p.m. Okay. Yeah. and it yeah. injured two people. Fortunately, yeah. no one and died. And it was it was at the it was at the laundromat that's really basically across the street from, from the stadium. Yeah. yeah, and that of course prompted the mayor of St. Paul to come out and do a press conference right. about we had to get quit doing this crap and all this stuff and it really i mean you look at that area and you go uh i'm i'm a little bit shady about that whole area now especially with that going on and there's there's some shady areas uh, you know there. yeah you know it's violent crime has been an issue in the twin cities this year yeah um, it has been. i think st paul's st paul's been bad highest this year in quite yeah, a while but yeah. um you know i i think it is what it is with urban areas yeah you just have higher crime right. because of higher concentration but so, we leave the stadium, we're sad, game over, and yeah. now we got to talk about a little bit of housekeeping, because we, uh, we well, let's first talk about some awards, because oh, yeah. we did, we, we had on the last podcast, or two podcasts ago, was it last podcast? I think it was the, the, it was last, the last podcast. The last one at, yeah. at um, Okay, so we were up for three awards. Right. Uh, Ike was up for Defender of the Year. Um, Vito is up for goalkeeper of the year, and Dotson. Dotson was up rookie for of rookie of the year. Yeah. Dotson didn't win his. Nope. Ike won defender of the year. Yep. Which awesome, right? Yeah. Because he is. won it in 2017. Now in 2019, wins it again. They're going to rename the award after him. I think that's what right. I'm saying. Um, and we found out this week that Vito won goalkeeper of the year. Yeah. So I think that kind of surprised those. I mean. Maybe not as uh, Minnesota United fans, but that, I think it kind of surprised us when we were sitting at um, yeah. Omni. I, I think we all kind of were in agreement that, mm, you know, they're up against some stiff competition. It might be tough. But. Yeah, you know, I, I think I pointed out that he didn't hold the season lead for any statistical Nothing, no, position. No. I mean, yeah, I mean, so but, he, he had 11 clean sheets. That was second, I believe, if not yeah. third, maybe t- tied for second, third, mm-hmm. whatever you call it. So 11 clean sheets. Um he had, I think, his, uh, the other number that stands out was 129 saves, just yep. because that was second in the league behind yep. Bingham, who had 141. But okay. uh, so he was second in a several key categories, and um, he had a 1.29 goals against average, which was you know tied for seventh in the league, so not that mm-hmm. high. And then 15 wins, of course, fifth in the in the yeah. league. So yeah, I mean, uh, I think you know, goalkeeper of the years, honestly, unless they're a terrible goalkeeper, yeah. I, did, I just have a hard time a picking up. That's a toss Goalkeeper of the year. You know? uh, yeah. But it's nice that he won. But that leads us into a little conversation now, which David got in a little bit of a tiff <laughs> on Twitter. We'll, we're going to call him the Stephen A. Smith of uh, right. Loon's Twitter here because he made the comment, and we, we texted back and forth about this the other day, mm-hmm. that because he won Goalkeeper of the Year, because he's on loan from Reading, um, 
it's we we shouldn't pick him back up because he makes too much money. Right. Yeah, he was one and of he's the high, cost. He was gonna cost already. He was one of the higher paid goalkeepers in yeah. the league. Yeah. Yeah. He's he was third this year behind uh, Howard and Guzan. And just I think it was just over five hundred thousand. Yeah, five forty five. But you were saying that Reading, I think, is covering. And Reading's covering portion. portion we don't even it. know, what, don't that know what that is. is. Hmm. Yeah. So, but his loan ends now. Again, another thing that came up was when does his loan end? Right. And there was some confusion. It mm-hmm. was people were referring to contract, which ended ends in twenty twenty, June twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people were saying no, it ends in December, which his loan contract ends in December. December. His contract with Reading ends in June. So if we wanted to keep him. We'd have to buy his contract out. So there are a few things. I mean, we could re-up the loan. Yeah. But it could only be for... Through June. Six the, months. It could only be through the contract. Yep. So six June months. June yep. 30th. Um, or you could buy out, but I don't think that can happen outside of a trade or transfer window. Okay. I think. I could All be right. wrong about that. Um, which means then that... He couldn't join us until January 31st, yeah. which is fine. Yeah. But yeah. then you don't know what's going on until no. January 31st. Exactly. And, right. and you know, and just reading between the lines, I, I don't, I, I think, you know, Minnesota has probably approached him and said, hey, we'd like you back. Yeah. You know, I don't know if they went into, I can only guess. Have they, did they go into details of what kind of contract he could be looking at? I would assume it'd be a multi year, yeah. you know, contract. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the way Vito made it sound is, you know, he literally, you know, he has, you know, it, it's kind of mostly in his hands at this point. Yeah. He's going to need to, he, he said he's going to go back home to Italy yep. um, and make, you know, think about it. He's going to rest and weigh his options because he's going to have options. He's going to have a lot of options. And I think yeah. it, it was, that's what I read between the lines in the article. I think it was made clear to Vito as he left that, hey, he'd have a home here. And I think mm-hmm. he said he was flattered knowing yes. that yeah. Minnesota would be an option. Yeah, and it, you know, I think I I take what Dave what you said, and I take it a step further, and I brought this up on Twitter, and one of the kerfuffles I started, you got blasted, um, where I said, "Look, Reading is not doing very well. They're twentieth no. in the league, mm-hmm. so they're you know just a few spots out of relegation from the championship. championship. Mm-hmm. Um, Cabal, which is their current goalkeeper, he's he's allowed." Um, Bottom third goals in the season. Mm-hmm. They have they had to bring in a goalkeeper on loan this summer because they let Vito go on loan. Yep. And then on top of that, their backup uh, Walker is basically a Vito, but a year younger. Yeah. So it's like there's a chance, depending on how the mm. season plays out, Reading may need Vito. They might. So yeah. he, you're so you're saying there's a chance he could be playing. In the champion, yeah, in the I championship. Mean, I just, yeah, I just think that Vito probably is going back to Italy, thinking, "Well, Reading's not doing well." Yeah. So my loan is up in Minnesota, mm-hmm. and come mid-season mm-hmm. in England, there's a pretty good chance that they're going to say, "Well, we need you back." Yeah. Because quite honestly, our season's kind of sucking it up. Yeah. So. You know, that makes his value go up. Of course. Um, and it, on top of that, it, there's just crazy nuances because you can't, you know, obviously Redding, Redding's control over his contract ends in June. Mm-hmm. 
So if we sign a loan, that means he'd leave us in June because right. you can't do anything, which means he'd have to negotiate a permanent deal throughout the spring. What happens if that doesn't work? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just one of those things where it, it, it's just weird. Now you can wait, mm-hmm. wait to pick him up on a free transfer, but that means that we have to use somebody else for the first half of the season. Yep. And so what's the point of that? I mean, I, I really just think it's not. It's not feasible, logistically possible well, I, yeah, to keep it. But, and let me, because let me ask you that. I think most fans, including myself, like I mean, it's I'm not paying the salaries of the the, the, the team, but I mean, most fans, I think, would agree that they would love to see Vito back well, like, as, would, a fan, yeah, as a fan. I would accept him back too. Let, of course. Let me give you this hypothetical then. If it, if it was up to you, David, uh, let's say you could sign Vito Manone, and let's call it the second highest goalkeeper in MLS, multi-year, say three years, let's say, for the second highest. Goalkeeper salary in MLS. I'm would you take that head. deal? Yeah, as yeah. a GM, you'd say no to that. Though. No, because it. And it, this is another area where I got whooped on Twitter. Was it's just look second high. So Guzan is making nine. I think it's nine sixty nine this year. Yep. Obviously Howard doesn't. You know, is retiring, so he does. He's not in the picture. So yeah, he'd be second highest. Uh, Jacob Schneider of E Pluribus Lunum said, and I don't know where he based this off of. He said that he'd estimate his contract around nine hundred thousand. My God, nine hundred thousand. That's that's either a DP, yes, mm-hmm. or it's a shit ton of tan, right? Mm-hmm. And it, you look at the issues we have in front, mm-hmm. where we have Lude who isn't performing right now. No. Obviously, he still needs time, probably. Um, you have. Issues with is Darwin coming back? Is he not? Are we going to pick up that option? You've got issues with Ethan Finley, who, even though I think he finished second in goals for the team, mm-hmm. he's been eh, yeah. at best. Yeah. You've got Molino, who I don't think they've figured out where he needs to play yet. Yep. You've got Angelo, who hasn't performed. And it's probably not going to be here next year. And probably won't be here. And so then you're going to leave it up to Toy. See, mm-hmm. you've got. Four spots up front, the top attacking four, mm-hmm. and that's not, that's and ignoring then, Miguel and, and yeah. Tommy Chacon, who's still you know where and is he? At Tommy this Chacon point? We don't still know yeah. really, yeah. honestly. I mean, I, I'm telling you, we need as much money as we possibly can well, in cap space and TAM and everything to again. Deal with that unless the ownership wants to spend more money this coming up right. year after the season we had. Could Unless be we go into this this season going, okay, we got the playoffs, now we need to spend more money to get over that hump. Right. If we're not going to spend any more money, then your suggestion of getting rid of Vito, that works for me. Right. Because I mean, we need just, other places. And yeah. I understand that people want Vito to come back because well, he's a nice, nice guy, well, and he well, wins goalkeeper of the year. Well, yeah, yeah and slow down. I mean, I, I just was wondering in my head when your little Twitter thing came out, I was wondering, well, you know, how many games might the Loons have lost if Vito wasn't in goalkeeper? And it's it's an impossible question. You don't know the well, answer. I mean, you could but, probably try to quantify it. I he had a number, five or six. a number of man-of-the-match games where yeah. he was deservedly so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so it, it's a little scary because now you go into the next season coming off a playoff year with then if they do decide to move on or can't make yeah. it work out however it happens but and a little bit of an unknown i mean yes they drafted dane st Clair high but we you know we haven't seen him in a in an mls game and it, you know i think the the big thing for me is looking at salaries across the league um i mean now bingham's a really bad example mm-hmm. uh, because he's new but he's paying he's getting paid seventy eight thousand a year hmm. yeah 
and it, you know he led the league in saves. Yeah, he's a phenomenal goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Now he deserves way more than that. Of course he does. Um, but I mean, even Ramondo was making less than Vito. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had uh, Robles in New York's making less than him. I mean, ultimately, Vito if, is number three in the league in pay. Mm-hmm. Everyone else in the top ten, in fact, considering that Howard, I don't think, was in the top ten of any category, um, basically eight of the top ten are making less than him. Yeah. You don't need to pay a lot of money in MLS to get a good goalkeeper. Well, especially when they have a defense in front of them, like exactly. we do. Yeah. We just spent a ton of, well, I don't know how much we're going to spend, but we re-upped Ike and we re-upped Boxel. Right. Game extensions. Yeah. So obviously it tells me that they're gonna they want to keep this defense together. Right. So who you put behind them really becomes kind of a yeah. A I mean I don't think we would want to backtrack to Bobby. We're not going back to Bobby. No. It, it's still Bobby's also not a four hundred thousand dollar a year goalkeeper. Yeah. I, I my biggest issue with the Twitter post was that Adrian Heath said for many years or for a few more years to come or something mm-hmm. like that. That bothers me because you already had um, Alex McCracken from True North Elite pointing this out. Beginning of the season, people said, Dane St. Clair is going to take one to two years. Yeah. Okay, so he's already under one. Yeah. So mm-hmm. now say two. If you're saying a few more years, that means he's not going to play until, oh, I don't know, 2024? Oh, yeah, so for- and so now he, we're talking he's 28. Now, of course, goalkeepers mature at an older age. Yeah. But... Dude, that guy's got some skill. He could mm-hmm. easily be Canada national team starting mm-hmm. material. You don't want him sitting on a bench for no. six years. Yeah, I'm sorry. Years. So back it up just a little bit for my benefit, I guess, and anybody else who hadn't heard that. Did Heath say that he thought Dane St. Clair was not ready for a couple more years, or was that earlier in the year? That was at the beginning of the season. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, unless something terrible has happened in mm-hmm. in Dane's development over the season, you have to think 2021 is his year. Yeah. So, if you're going to re-sign a guy at, you know, God knows what his you know, salary would be for a few years well, more. And he yeah. he's going to demand that, I think. Yeah, he, yeah. he could go elsewhere and on it, a multi-year contract. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just think it doesn't work that way. No, it, it can't. The other thing is, too, Dane didn't really get any time on the pitch this year. Exactly. Remember at the beginning of the season I talked about Dane? I said, you need to have him in Madison most of the year, getting time. Working on his right. everything that and he, he could he he didn't because he was the backup yeah because they that. had a good well, keeper yeah exactly. I mean he had a he had a few games obviously in well, friendly yeah, but yeah actually yeah. that's one other thing about Vito he I mean it's it was kind of kind of raised my eyebrows a little bit Vito was the only player to feature in every competitive game of the season right. for yeah. his team yeah so yeah there you go so I get people's outrage a little bit about letting Vito go because he had a great year right he yeah. wins goalkeeper of the year. People are like, "Oh, this is great!" And he's a he's a great guy. I, he turns around at the Wonderwall all the time, claps with them, and does things exactly, with them. Yeah. Everybody loves him. But sports is a business, guys. Right. I mean, especially soccer, where players are moving all the flipping time. You cannot get attached to one guy. You just right. can't. Yeah, and it, you got and with a, you know, if this was pause, let my brain catch up. If this was like New York, yeah like Red Bull New York mm-hmm. or it was Columbus or it was Chicago or some team that's been around for 20 years. Mm-hmm. It's different. We're in a we're a team that's still building. Yep. We're still trying to build from what we started out as. Yeah. 
You can't deflote DP money no. to a goalkeeper nope. when you have glaring issues in our attack mm-hmm. that need to be addressed if we're going to be in the same position we were this year next yeah. year. I, I, it's just... And again, going back to my um, previous point, it's probably logistically difficult to yes. have him anyway. Yes. So, yeah, I just... I would love to see him, but it it just seems like it'd be a very big risk. Yeah, and it's it's same deal with remember when Ramirez got traded. Everybody's ticked off because he gets traded and right. da, 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 because they like the guy, and I understand that. Right. But what was he bringing to the team? Well, I mean, you could mm-hmm. argue goals, but I mean, it, but what, was what from the from the fo and head coaches perspective, what was he bringing to the team? Not much. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, not what they wanted. Apparently, right. but this is again, this is sports, guys. This is. A business, it is. you cannot get close to these guys too much because they're going to leave. Especially in soccer is the biggest one. People yeah. get transferred all over the place. Yeah, Very rarely do you get a guy who spends like 10 years with one team. Exactly. Yeah. It happens in all of sports now. You know? yep. That's why I don't buy jerseys anymore with people's names on them. Right. I used to be able to. Now I would never do that. Right. You know? Yep. Um, so Vito's one thing. Uh, we do have a couple more guys who got... Uh, their their uh, options declined. Options decline. yeah. uh, the biggest one, I think, probably was Schuler, I believe. Yeah, so just to recap, so the Minnesota declined the options, contract options of Rasham Schuler, Colin Martin, Carter Manley, Wilfred Moimbi Trot, and Ali Nganzi. Yeah, for 2020. But And, it, so, you know, those are all interesting. I mean, I think. Moembe was getting paid a decent amount of money to be here for half season. Mm-hmm. Um, he was basically here as a trial. Yep. Um, and he looked it, good at moments, you know. Yeah, you know, like I think it. he was probably my surprise because I was like, you know, he actually seemed to look like had he gotten minutes, he might have been pretty decent. Yep. Yeah. Um, and with how Chase Gasper likes to foul anything that comes within five feet of him. It seems like it's not a bad idea to have a decent yeah, Exactly, battle. right? I think, I mean, I think it was Jeff Ruder that made the point, you know, it's do you want to use an international spot on a backup? Yes. You know, exactly, that defender. is very true. That, so that's the problem you don't want. You don't want something like that yeah. uh, condition sitting on the bench. Yeah. And, and Schuler being gone, I mean, we saw him completely go in the tank during yes. the year and kind yeah. of just fade away. And, yeah, you know? and uh, quite honestly, I don't know that he's any worse than yeah, lewd, but it's, yep. you know. Well, um, you don't like any of those Scandinavian guys, do you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, I think Martin, I think he got the short end of the stick. You know, there were there were times, I mean, he really only got play in friendlies mostly, but, yeah. um, you know, I feel like he got shafted a bit last year as he, he comes out as being the only actively gay player. Yep, yep. He doesn't get to play in the Pride match, yep. and I don't know that he got minutes after that. No. I mean, I, I really felt like that was a bad PR issue. A little maybe, bit. Maybe the team just recognized that they screwed the pooch and they decided to... Yeah, cut, but cut ties. I, I, I felt like, you know, there were flashes of a good, at least bench player from him yeah um you know we don't really play in playing a formation that he would excel in at the same time you know the formation is heavily determined by the coach and if that coach is going to be around forever who knows but so those five guys are 
gone. And it doesn't mean we can't resign them. Right. Not necessarily right. gone, but they're current contract. Um, and we, we know that Miguel is probably out the door. I, I mean, you read between the lines of everything yeah. he posts on social media, you'd think so. And, the, of course, the rumor now is Angelo is gone. It seems to be picking up steam. Yeah. yeah. And then there's the Darwin situation. Right. So... Uh, which, who knows? Which, who knows? So, and they don't, obviously, either, because he has an option for he does. next year. So they, The team yeah. has an option to pick it up. So they haven't declined it at this it's point yet. It's $1.7 million, I believe. Or is Something it higher than that, that. for the option? It's going to be in that neighborhood, though. Yeah. It could be a little higher. but So you're talking about saving $1.8 or $9 million by not picking up his option. And my, of course, response is, is then Molino, does he slide into that spot? Is that well, the best I mean, place to play him? I mean, that I, I guess. You know, if I wanted to, if I wanted to piss off even more fans, yeah, uh, I would say that, yeah, you tr- you don't you decline as Darwin's option. You yeah. put Molino at the ten. You let Chacon learn from Molino. Yep, and you save yourself a million and a half dollars. Yeah, I mean, look, Darwin has. Showing that he has an attitude issue mm-hmm. that affects his play. Mm-hmm. I mean, he showed that in Mexico. So, I mean, it's not like it's a new thing. Even I, though he's got great talent. He's got phenomenal talent. He reminds me a little bit of of, a, of some wide receivers in the NFL. You know, they have the great di- talent. The, the divas of the, the league. Divas. Antonio Brown comes to mind. Sure. Diva, great talent, but has yeah. problems with management or not getting playing time or right. whatever it is. And, you know, and the thing is, and, you know, this is where some people would say, well, get rid of the manager, but we have a manager mm-hmm. who isn't going to take shit like that. No. And is so, you know, I somewhat admire Heath for being that way, but at the same time, that can cause some problems. Especially with guys like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and why waste the money then on that situation? There's no way. I There's a lot of options, and we can talk about this in the next couple podcasts yeah, exactly. guys going to the off season, but we know there's going to be some guys who are not around next year. Right. And we've already seen the first five kind of kick to the door and more will be coming up and we'll have conversations yeah. about it. Um, before we hit to the break though, we wanted to go over our MVPs, LVPs and moment of the year. Right. Now the LVP is actually the um, Gomez award. Is yes, yes. 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 It's the Gomez. It's immortalized. We'll as long it, as this podcast exists. We'll call it the Gomez. That's my <laughs> Though favorite. It could maybe change to the Angela Rodriguez Award. I suppose. Well, it could. It I, could. I, I wonder if some of these are going to be anonymous. I, I well, I think they might be. I think our MVP. I'll, I'll start with my MVP, and it's going to be Ike. I mean, without Ike uh, manning the middle of the defense, I don't think our team does well this year. Right. Him being, and we talked about this in an earlier podcast. That guy in the middle, getting everybody better around him. Look at Boxel for Pete's right. sakes. Boxel got better because Ike was there. Right. And Boxel got minutes after uh, what's-his-nuts got traded to Chicago. Calvo. Uh, Calvo. Um, he's, he's gone. I don't even remember his name anymore. He's so terrible. <laughs> um, Calvo gets traded, and then Boxel steps up, does great for us next to Ike, and guess what? They get extensions. We're all happy. Defender of the year. I mean, the defense was just so much better than I've ever right. seen it in the last two years. Well, yeah, you go from, what, 71 goals yeah. to f- just over 40, 43 exactly. goals in one season. And it's all about how he sets everybody else up. Him and Vito setting up that defense made a huge difference for us this year, right. I think. Um, 
Dave? Yeah, interesting. So you make a great case, and it's actually really hard to argue against that as far as selecting another MVP. So, But I think I will um, totally agree with you, and I could easily pick Opara myself. But I'm going to pick somebody maybe a little lower on the list than for most people, but I'm going to say Jan Gregis. Okay. Because, I mean, I think he came over. It took him a few games maybe to get into the flow of things here, but I think he picked up steam fast the sniper. towards the middle of the f- season all the way through the end. Maybe it's a little bit of recency bias. He scored the goal yeah. against LA Galaxy. But I'd, and honestly, I've, I've really liked what he's brought to the table, taking all mm-hmm. the set pieces mm-hmm. you know, pretty much all year. I really like that about his game. Um, so that's, that's going to be a name I'm going to right. nominate as the award. But that, I, that, that's a good one. That's, yeah. It's not the... It's not the sexy choice. Right, that's no. it. And it, he's an eight, so he doesn't yeah. even get credit for anything. No. He gets ignored. That's he good, does. That's a good choice. Except when he snipes those goals. Yeah. Um, so mine is uh, different. Okay. Uh, mine's Alonzo. Okay, yeah. I, I just think without Ozzy, um, you don't have a... You don't have Defender of the Year. Mm-hmm. Uh, without Ozzy, you don't have Michael Boxel being as good as he was. Um, without Ozzy, I don't think Jan is as good as he was. Sure. Honestly, I think uh, Ozzy was the best signing this team has made. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll fight anyone that says otherwise. <laughs> and and, and, you know, and that, lose. But. And that's going to be another one. I, I don't. Is he back next year? Is that undecided? Was he only over on a one-year contract? I thought, you know, I don't even know. Yeah, yeah but bottom line is that's going to have to be another decision, I believe. They'll, they'll resign him. They have to. You the nice keep thing that is we up. have options there. Yeah. Um, you know, with, with Dotson being an eight, uh, mm-hmm. Jan being an eight, they could easily split, and I think they do okay. Yeah. I don't know that it'd be best option but yeah like I mean, the point you made he made everybody around him better yeah it's it's I funny is all three of the guys we picked for mvp are newcomers this year right not a single person who was on the team last year was even named as an mvp for us so that tells you something yeah. about this team um the gomez award for lvp i'm gonna go with uh, your buddy rasmus schuler because hmm. he did nothing this year hmm. absolutely nothing and when he was out there he looked like a damn robot yeah, right. and uh, so he's my LVP. I don't think I need to go into detail about what he did because yeah. he did he did shit yeah. all year. Yeah. He's not as bad as Gomez was because Gomez actually had the ball and did stupid <laughs> yeah, things with yeah, it. He, he had plenty of opportunity to blow it. <laughs> Schuler would get the ball and he robotically would do something, and I was like, "This is soccer, man. We got to be more freewheeling." He just looked like out of place, and then all of a sudden he stopped playing and right. he was gone, and that's that. So he's my LVP, uh-huh. the Gomez Award. It's a good pick. Yeah, that that is a good pick. Um, again, hard to argue with. But I'll, I'm gonna I'm make, I'm gonna make my pick for the Gomez Award, least valuable player. Probably won't be a popular choice, but I'm like my last one. But I'm gonna have to go with Miguel Abara. Oh, um, and this is because he was extremely. Our, our listeners just went, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. And I'm gonna just make my case for it. I know it's a very unpopular choice, but the reason is he. You know, the reason he didn't have the playing time going down the stretch of the season and, and at the end of the year is mm-hmm. because it's nothing it's not political you know there's nothing you know he yeah. it's not off field issues it was his play on the field yeah. uh, earlier this year that was extremely yeah. disappointing mm-hmm. um it seemed like he kept getting his chances mm-hmm. he he at least early in the season he he got his chances to play but his play was extremely disappointing and unfortunately, I expected a lot more from him. I think a lot of people did, and he just couldn't run with it. Well, I think everybody expected more from him, and then he just got in that doghouse, and he never got out of the doghouse. Right. You know, that's that. You know, yeah. so 
his his time with the loons ends kind of on a whimper, I would say. Yeah, um, well, look, it's not over yet necessarily. Yeah, uh, it's, I I, yeah. I kind of hope that they bring him back just for the hell of it. Yeah, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. David, so had this event not happened in the last couple months, I would have been with Dave on Miguel. Mm-hmm. However, I have to give it to Brent Kalman. Okay. Because, mm. you know, what a dumbass. I don't care why he used those performance-enhancing yep. drugs. Yep. I, I don't... It's... You make a decision like that, you're on my list as the worst. Yeah, that's... It's a, a foolish decision. It and and I want to I kind of go off of that and say... I think I talked to you guys about this was... Every major league sport has a person you can call and ask yeah. them... If I'm taking something, exactly. what's oh, in it? Yeah. And if you read his statement, he more or less, it, to me, it sounded like he knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah, exactly. he admitted to it. Yeah. So yeah. he knew he was cheating, and he yeah. admitted that. So, yeah. And um, again, okay, you, you cheat, he, you lose. And yeah. I, I think that's worse than, maybe it's not, but I think it's worse than you hear stories, and I believe them across all of sports, where, oh, I took this, but I didn't realize that it had this banned stuff, some, stuff, substance in it. So yeah. Right. Um, but, I mean, that's, then you're, are that's you on you. Stupid or dumb here. Stupid that's or liar. You. I mean, yeah. I don't know what's better. You know. Yeah. Well, every like I said, every sport has somebody you can call and ask them a question. If I was in sports making millions of dollars and I said, "Oh, there's a new supplement I want to take," I wouldn't just start going, "Oh, it's, it's great." I would right. send it to them and say, "Can I take this?" And if they said yes, then I would say, "Great." Yeah. If they said no, then I say, "Okay, not going to do it." Right. It's not that hard. Right. Oh yeah, that's a that's a good point. I forgot about Kelman. Yes. But, uh, yeah, that is a very good one. Um. So moment of the year uh, for me is going to be um, like a whole game, and it was the semifinal at Allianz against Portland. Uh, sitting in those seats that we had with the atmosphere that it was, and then leaving that stadium, being so excited, knowing that we were going to Atlanta, right? Getting on the train with the singing and everything, and just being like so amped up. I mean, that was like the greatest moment for me was right. that game. I mean, it was awesome. I can't, I can't say any other moment during the year was better than that one. Right. Now the playoff game would have been better if we had won. Sure, but we did. Or Atlanta would have been better, but we had Atlanta. Right. So. Dave, you know that's that would have been that would have been one of my moments. I was kind of t- t- I was kind of thinking about a few of them. There's been obviously quite a few. I, I too would pick a moment that I was at. So if I wasn't going to jump on your bandwagon, which mm-hmm. I totally agree with, that was an awesome atmosphere, an awesome game. And the excitement afterwards was just great. But I'm going to go, actually. I'll, I'll go with Ozzy. Well, um, oh. Your pick for MVP. I'll go with uh, way back in, was Game it one. May? Mm-hmm. First goal of the season, at first goal at Allianz yep. Field, period. Yep. I think early in the game it was yep. against NYFC in like the 12th or 13th minute. Mm-hmm. The place just went nuts. Yep. It erupted. It was our first time in Allianz Field. Mm-hmm. And to get that kind of a moment for Ozzy, yep. it I just loved it. I mean, it just it was a fantastic way to kick off Allianz Field. It was. So, David. Another good one. Um, so I, I decided to go with when we clinched the playoffs. Okay. Um, I was in the Wonderwall. Uh, I don't even remember who scored the goal anymore. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. I can't even think of who it was. Um, I mean, it was pure like emotional elation i mean beer water everything was flying all over mm-hmm. the place you know obviously the smoke is going i mean it was just 
just incredible. And being able to be in the Wonderwall and sing Wonderwall, oh, yeah. that game, I mean, it was... Yeah, I mean, I can't think of... I mean, it, I, I would totally agree with you, Tony. Yeah. Uh, I thought Portland's atmosphere was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, obviously, the first goal of Allianz was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, yeah, I, I don't think I'd trade that moment at all for anything. Yeah, yeah. especially being in the Wonderwall. In the Wonderwall, was yeah. Johnny with you for that? I mean, less the birth of my children. Okay. But, yeah. Yeah. Maybe make sure you make, make sure you, yeah. <laughs> make sure you but, say that. Um, so those are our MVPs, uh, LVP, Goldman's Award winners, and our moments of the year. Um, so just to give everybody a heads up, just because the season ended does not mean we won't be doing podcasts. Right. Yeah. So we'll be doing one every pretty much two weeks like we normally do. Of course, in the offseason, we'll be talking about, uh, you know, trades, pickups, releases, all kinds of stuff going on. Right. And our, our, our thing this offseason is to get some other people on our podcast, some, yeah. some new guests, uh, hopefully do some podcast cross-pollination with people. So make sure you keep listening to us all year round. Uh, we're going to head to the break uh, right now. Unless you guys have anything else to yeah, say. You know, if, if we're more or less going to wrap up soccer here. Yeah. Yeah. Are. So I do. Would, I would like to give a shout out to uh, the NWSL National Women's League Soccer Final is actually going on. We'll start here in the next few minutes. As we record this, you can't look forward to watching it, of course. But I just want to give a shout out to uh, North Carolina and Chicago. Okay. Competing in that final. Awesome. Oh, and then uh, hats off to Christian Pulisic. Oh, yes. Uh, hat trick yesterday with Chelsea against Burnley. Youngest in Chelsea's history to get a hat trick in top flight. Dude. Um, you know, he's been he's been working really hard to uh, make a difference. I mean, make the team. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, huge, huge moment for him to get his first goal and then his second goal and then Third goal. Third goal. Yeah. yeah, especially um, somebody like him who's obviously in this country under a very large microscope. Yes, yes. Um, exactly. And, you know, he had a terrible international break. Um, and, you know, I think that's it's positive. It's positive for U.S. soccer to have a player mm-hmm. at a team like Chelsea oh, yeah. and, you know, be successful. So, you know, hopefully he can keep that up. Yeah. Um, so when we come back from the break, guys, we're going to have a couple of stories to talk about. Uh, we have a story about a guy who can uh, brew alcohol in his stomach. And I also have a story about a guy who remodeled a house that was not his. So uh, we'll be talking about those two stories when we come back from the break. New Bohemia. New Bohemia. It's right by New Bohemia. Oh, right. Yeah, it is. New Bohemia is like maybe a half mile this way. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's pretty close. It's kind of tucked away in a little kind of industrial yeah. area. Well, and um, It was hard to recognize the, driving in, actually. I yeah. was From not being here before. Oh, wait. 
the uh, strip mall is at New Bohemia's. Yeah, that's the yeah. strip mall. So it's yeah. oh, it's west of the strip mall. Yeah, and back on Boone. So um, great place. Stop by. Uh, the people who own this place are awesome people, um, and they have some great beers and a great atmosphere. And uh, even though it's kind of quiet, it is Sunday. Yeah, it's not Saturday. Um, so I mean, this place, if if you were into reading, yeah. Um, a Saturday afternoon, you get a beer, you get mm-hmm. a book, you sit down. No one's going to be around you. I think it'd be a great place to pay, play like table games. If I was really into, like yes. Nels and his brothers are into table games, yeah, and I'd be a great place to just come out and oh, you and your buddies play a table game. Yeah, you know, if you have kids and you want to leave them with your significant other mm-hmm. and have silence, yeah, Sunday afternoon here looks like it'd be a good mm-hmm. place to do it. Good place. Um, so we got all the soccer talk out of the way in the first half, so now we're just going to have some fun things to talk about. Now, boys, I'll give you guys the option. Do you want to talk about uh, Stomach Brewer Guy first or Guy Remodel's House that isn't his first? Boy, that's a tough, tough call. Uh, which one's funnier in your opinion? I, I think they're both funny. Let's, well, sin, you know, since we're at under pressure at a brewery, let's start with the man who beers okay. or brewed yeah. beer in his gut, so to speak. Now, so... Um, this guy, uh, his stomach turned into a mobile brewery where alcohol fermented inside him when he consumed carbohydrates after a regular course of antibiotics. So what happened is he had, uh, it's, it's a dangerous situation, it's very rare, it's called ABS, which is auto brewery syndrome. Uh, this 46-year-old was a healthy guy, he suffered a thumb injury, <laughs> and he was given antibiotics. And one week after finishing medication, the man who was only ever a social drinker reported experiencing uncharacteristic personality changes such as brain fog, depression, and aggressive behavior. Um, so the doctors initially diagnosed the man with depression, gave him antidepressants. It was only when he was pulled over by, by the police, the officers suspicious when he was, he was drink, uh, drink driving, that the true nature of his illness became clear. Tests showed the man had a blood alcohol level of 200 milligrams Per this is deciliter. definitely the UK, isn't it's it? A deciliter. No, actually, yeah. it's a, this is ha- this happened in happened North in Carolina, and I'm reading off of what? he's reading I mean, out of UK. Oh, okay, I, I think you. he's reading. Yeah. An I was going to say because you said drink sun. driving. I was like drunk American driving, yeah. to drink which drive. is the equivalent to having uh, failed a drink drive test. Is what they having call drank it. approximately ten alcoholic drinks. He's known to be confused, disorientated, his, has impaired balance, and slurred speech. I get a little confused after ten drinks. There's no doubt about <laughs> yeah. it. And it was hard to believe because the police said they they. You know, what the hell? And the guy right. said, I haven't been drinking. His ABS was finally revealed when the man sought treatment at a clinic in Ohio, where medical tests showed his readings were normal, but uh, brewer's yeast was found in his in his poop. <laughs> well, yeah, much. Did, did you mention the fact that so he was pulled over, he was driving, yeah, obviously, yeah. And, and the equivalent of 10 drinks, that's significant, mm-hmm. but he refused a breathalyzer. Oh, he did? And, yeah, he refused a breathalyzer, so he was taking un, under arrest to a hospital, oh, basically. There you go. And that's... Where they discovered his levels, yeah. So, to put it simply, this was happening in the man's gut. He was in brewer's yeast, unknown to him or anyone else. His, They believe his symptoms were triggered by exposure to antibiotics, which in turn resulted in a change in his gastrointestinal micro, microbiome, sure. allowing fungal overgrowth. Uh, he was treated at the university. They gave him probiotics to reduce the fungus and help regulate the man's gut. For years, no one believed him. Uh, and I saw another story where he actually, I was telling you guys, he had kind of a relapse when he ate some pizza when he was on this stuff. Yeah. And then another story I saw said he has gradually been able to reincorporate carbohydrates <laughs> back into his diet. So, 
I I guess like I, this is a bad thing to have, right? But could you imagine like eating a pizza and then getting drunk just from eating the pizza? Well, you know? well, I I think it's funny because you you said that it's a serious problem. Uh, ABS ABS is a serious problem. Then you say it's auto brewery syndrome, and I'm like. Yeah, I, I couldn't help but laugh, even mm-hmm. though you said it's a serious problem. As soon as you say the the name, Otto Brewery, it's like what? That's it's like a brew beer in the stomach. Well, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it's free beer. Yeah, it's free beer. Yeah, I, it's I, I mean, I guess it makes sense being mm. somebody that's not into chemistry or anything like that. Yeah, you know, you take an antibiotic, it kills off the good the good microbial that's yeah. in your stomach, and then it creates fungus, which then creates the yeast. I guess that makes sense, but, but I would never why, think of that if someone yeah, didn't tell me it. That's why they tell you if you're taking antibiotics, you should be taking a probiotic on right, top yeah. of it, so I always do, right? because then it helps it kind of stay where it's supposed to be. Right. This guy obviously has been doing that. Um, he was just walking around drunk every time he ate carbs. Uh, so. so, I mean, it, you would think then that this guy, if he if he keeps a regular regiment of probiotics yeah he yeah. would it would go away it would go and that's yeah. what he's saying and, and he can continue to eat carbs well he's having to reintroduce the yeah. carbs little by little by little um but i couldn't imagine uh not being able to eat carbs because i would get drunk yeah. off of them well i mean there's you know obviously like celiac disease if you're talking about like gluten or something like that where that's different i mean you're getting you're getting sick, sick because of that sick, you're not yeah. getting drunk because of that I guess I'd rather get drunk than yeah. sick, physically sick. But think uh, how yeah. cheap of a of a party you could have, right? Instead of getting beer or whatever, you could just get just a bunch a, of bread. Grab a frozen whatever. pizza yeah. for yeah. three bucks, and there you go. Yeah, you go have, the, instead of a flight of beer, you have a flight of bread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go to the bakery. Get some bread. Go to the bakery. <laughs> You're just getting loaves of bread. The right. People be like, "What the hell is problem?" This? this is how I drink, guys. This is it right here. So the other thing too is, you know, I always think of like pastas and breads as sopping up the alcohol right, yeah. content and helping you, you know, if you're going to go out for a night drinking, you always have some carbs and some stuff that'll fill you up. This guy is the complete opposite. Right. He could pre-party by eating a loaf of bread, you know? It's true. I mean, that's the it's deal. True. So, uh, huh. again, <laughs> bad situation for this guy, but. Yeah. So what happens if you drink beer? I don't know because there's a there are a lot of carbs in beer. Yeah. I mean, probably maybe more it's drunk. excessive, but it's a lot. Wouldn't you give me more drunk? I would suppose you right. would think so. I mean, obviously, if you compare like a slice of bread to a beer, I mean, depending on what beer you're having, there's yeah. going to be like you might like if you're talking about a Miller Lite, there might only be a few grams compared to yeah. you know 50 grams if you're having pizza or yeah. whatever. But so you pretty much so if you drink a beer, you pretty much double the amount of alcohol. Well, it's interesting. You you would get most likely if I don't know how this works. It's never happened to me, fortunately. But you would think you would almost get less drunk off one beer yeah. than you would off like a slice of bread <laughs> which would be interesting so you, maybe you'd be okay having a beer or two yeah. as long as you didn't have the carbs yeah. to go with it sure so, yeah. so there goes the pizza and beer but, I mean yeah. so I wonder what he had to eat well, that sure got that, him I'm in sure. that trouble well I'm sure it was he was probably out somewhere at a pizza parlor or whatever and mm-hmm. ate a bunch of carbs i guess i I kind of picture him being at like a he went out to olive garden and Mm. had all you can eat all the the breadsticks oh yeah the the breadsticks right oh those are and then you know there because 10 man that's a lot of alcohol i heard they're never ending at uh, olive garden too that's it really you can get as much as you want well there you go maybe he did that yeah huh this is but this is a serious medical condition I mean, I could, I guess it could be. <laughs> so, anywho, 
I'm glad he's back on the. He's yeah, he's on the mend. Dude. On the mend, and they figured out what was wrong oh, with him. God, he can go back to eating carbs again. So yeah, I mean, to finish this up though, wouldn't that be kind of the? That's kind of a diet thing. Though. I mean, not eating carbs is the whole. It's you, a keto diet. It's a, Kettle or at diet. least, like, yeah. Yeah, so he probably lost a lot of weight. Yeah, I mean, hopefully he likes meat. Because um, well, he had to. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a mm-hmm. shitty day if you don't. So, ladies, if you're looking to lose some weight, get on this ABS. Because then you couldn't have carbs anymore. So, here's the question. Can you get on? I mean, would you literally just have to... Uh, get bit by a cat so you have to take antibiotics i'm thinking and then yeah. Uh, yeah make sure not to take any probiotics yeah and hope for the best and hope for the best yeah <laughs> now they do describe it as an extremely rare situation yeah so it's, it's, don't don't happen. worry don't worry it's never gonna happen but yeah oh good but uh yeah and um, we, we're not suggesting under any circumstances that no, you should uh no go out and do something that requires no. you to get antibiotics don't get bit by a cat yeah, yeah. yeah. you can yeah, avoid don't it do that. Please. no yeah I'd, Let's just. I'm not going to try it next time. Let's just throw that legal disclaimer. Yeah, we're not advocating for that at all. Um, So we can move on from that guy, who his problems were caused not by his own. You know, he had nothing to do with what happened. You know, he's normal guy. Move on to this weird guy out of Utah. Utah man breaks into home, makes it his own after owner refuses to sell it to him. Okay, Hmm. so. A Utah man who probably had designs on becoming a homeowner is facing charges after he refused to take no for an answer in pursuit of his dream house. The man, uh, Andrew Blackwell, is 25, had reportedly been spotted several times at the house in Salt Lake City since August and has been warned by police not to enter the premises. But though the owner has rebuffed Blackwell's lowball attempts to buy the home and police have reportedly been called on him, Blackwell has continued to enter the home and allegedly make improvements to the house. Hmm. That was not his. So it's obvious this, 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 I think it's an older lady who owns the house. She's not living there. Okay. So he's been breaking in and making improvements to the house because he wants to buy it, but she won't sell it the, to him. This kind of takes it up another level because it wasn't a pot or just a pot or two ago we were talking yeah. about the guy who'd break in and cook and breakfast. And the breakfast. And, yeah. and, and the cleaning. cleaning. And the cleaning. So this is a whole new this level. Home improvement Remodeling. Guy. Yes. Huh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, was, he spotted at the house on August 30th stealing items inside told not to enter again but next day he returned and was using tools inside the house he acknowledged to authorities he did not have permission to be at the house and was again warned not to enter a neighbor then reported on September 11th so this guy is very persistent he just keeps yeah. coming back and back and back a possible burglary at the home and the police again found the man he admitted he had cut down trees shrubs and bushes removed a refrigerator from the house and installed new deadbolts <laughs> So he's out there doing yard work, too. Oh, my God. He's doing... No, wait. Are you making this up? No, oh, it's right here in the news. It's right here. Is uh, it the son? No. Uh, prosecutors claimed the man offered the elderly female homeowner $90,000 for the house, which is not reasonable for that area in that market. The house reportedly has a market value of more than $363,000. Oh, good God. Okay. <laughs> when the owner didn't respond to his offer, Blackwell allegedly went to the home and told her he would forge any document needed to get the property from her. The victim, who was an elderly woman, has expressed fear to the police about what the defendant may do. He allegedly changed the locks in the house and locked the front gate with his own chain and lock. He reportedly emailed the police officer the following day saying he wanted to remove plants from the woman's yard just as long as it builds my case to gaining title to the house. This guy has no idea how this whole thing works. He's a lunatic. (laughs) And asked for the officer's 
help in trying to get the water turned on because this lady doesn't live here anymore. The water's turned on everything. Complaining that they wouldn't turn the water on until he could prove that he owned the property. So he's going to the police saying, I get the water turned back on. He admitted to police he had done yard work and succeeded in getting the power turned back on. He told neighbors he owned the home and even received assistance from one of them moving a refrigerator. Nice. He told the neighbor he paid $5,000 for the house and owned it. Of course, he's been charged with burglary, forgery, misdemeanor stalking, theft, criminal mischief, and three counts of criminal trespass. A warrant has been issued for his arrest. That's a long list there, yeah. So, you said last last podcast where we had a guy who was breaking in and, and cooking. Right. And then we had the guy who was breaking in and uh, and cleaning. Yep. yep. And now we have a guy who wants to own the house and doesn't take no for an answer and starts doing yard work and other things inside the house to claim that it's his own house. It's an interesting argument. I mean, how crazy do you have to be? Well, incredibly. Uh, incredibly crazy to think that after this lady said no numerous times, to think that you could just walk in there and right. start doing shit because well, you're going to own it at some point. This is going to be my house. Yeah, I mean, I, it feels like he's trying to build off the... The squatters' rights exactly situation, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think there are that many states that actually even have that. I think California might be one of the very few. I don't think that works if somebody technically still owns it. I that could be correct. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I could understand if it was like not owned by anybody; it was just left. Yeah. Whatever you know, you could technically. Yeah, I, I guess I don't. I don't know too much about squatters' rights. Yeah. Um, but I, I do know that I think it's pretty rare. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine some guy coming into your home and going, I'll buy this house from you for half the value, and you're saying no, and then you find him like, the next morning in there like installing a new refrigerator Man. and, a, and a, put tearing down a wall. Well, it's my house now. I don't know to do with it. Wow. <laughs> That's it. I mean, just not taking no for an answer. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, come on. I'm not crediting the guy, but man. It's- Stalking, stalking is definitely a valid charge. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, I think uh, I think the uh, city attorney or whoever is going to be that's charging this guy is going to have a pretty easy case. Yeah, and I mean not only doing stuff inside the house but outside, the, like cutting shrubs. Right. I mean, if you're that, inv- I can see doing inside the house because nobody can see you doing it. Right. But you're out there cutting trees and shrubs. And people can see you doing, and then you're lying to the neighbors saying, "Oh, I own this house now. That's right. mine." You know. Well, and then he admits to the fact that he would forge anything that he needs. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're going to do it, do it. Don't admit to it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. You, so he's got a long list of charges, and I mean, they're going to have to go after this guy because mm-hmm. if they don't, then it's going to set a pretty bad precedent. Well, he's going to do it to somebody else. Yeah. Well, and you know, it, you know it, it says that there's a warrant out, so I'm assuming they can't find him. No. no. Uh, but I'm going to. You know, put a fair amount of money, I'd say he's going to be back to that house at some point. (laughs) He really wants it. He's got even more improvements. I don't think it's going to be too hard to catch the guy. He's probably planning on putting in a breakfast nook at some point. (laughs) Maybe an extra bathroom down in the basement. You know, stuff like that. He's got plans. You know, it'd be funny if they showed up at his his place where he's living now, his apartment or wherever it is. And they found, like, a layout of the house and he had everything, like, where he's going to put shit and all this other stuff. And he had it all planned out. He's got, like... Pictures of room and board, magazines <laughs> up and circled and crossed out, and IKEA over here. That's right. I'm afraid now Dave's going to be in my house trying to do that kind of crap. 
Dave, you do that, I'll move out. You can, you can have the okay, kids. I was going to say, Go ahead. Yeah, you have the kids yeah. and the wife and the dog, too. You'll now, your house doesn't need a whole lot of remodeling, in my no, opinion. It's quite nice. But, oh. uh, yeah, that would be uh, if I want to make an improvement or two mm-hmm. and just kind of. Uh, yeah, if you guys want to show up and do improvements, feel free. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, I mean, you know, run them past me first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, again, uh, <laughs> we have more crazy people in the news doing crazy stuff. I, I don't Guys, I want to bring this up because I'm sure this kind of stuff happened back in the 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s before the dawn of the Internet. I'm sure this kind of stuff happened. Oh, we sure, just yeah. never yeah. knew about it because right. there was no 24-hour news network to tell exactly. us about these things. That's, and let alone the Internet, yeah. No, I totally that's, agree. That's what gets me, and I'm going to go a little bit serious here, is people get so concerned about shootings and things of that nature. Right. But you never saw those things right, before. Right, exactly. So you think the world is worse now? Well, you really didn't know what the world was like back in the 50s Yeah, you're 60s. just more aware. You're just more aware. You knew what was going on in your area, but you didn't know what was going on 20 miles away. Right. You yeah. know, you're just more aware now. Yeah, I mean, people aren't fundamentally, fundam- they may be fundamentally changing. That yeah, you, yeah. you could make that case, but it's not happening at the pace that mm-hmm. you would th- might think it's happening at now. No. Just because of everything yeah. you're seeing. You're seeing everything all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and I, I think, do you really serious, I guess. Um, you know, a lot of people will make that case about terrorism. Like, yeah. oh, terrorism is on the rise, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's actually not. We've had terrorists for Going centuries. Going on for years and years and years. And I mean, years. it's it's just, yeah, we know it. We just know it yeah. now. And that's what gets me is uh, you have social media, and I'll have people, friends or family on Facebook, they'll post something about something that happened in South Dakota. And it's, oh, alert, blah, 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 this, this is going on, and we should watch out for this. And I'm going, this has always been happening. Yeah, you just didn't know about it because there was no social media back in 1982. Right, you know that's the way it works. Yeah, you know I, I remember there is that uh, there's recent news story because they just got their charges dismissed. The uh, two guys from I think it was North Dakota that got caught smuggling a s- obnoxious amount of weed into oh, Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. Um, they got their charges dismissed because of an illegal search. Yeah, but I remember when the story first broke. People were all concerned because it's like, oh, you know, weed's legalized in so many states now. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. This is going to be such a big problem, and it, you know, can't believe how bad it's become. And it's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. no, you think no one ever tried to smuggle a bunch of weed into the yeah, state of Minnesota thirty hap- years ago? Been happening for it's a long time. Always happened. Yeah, I mean, come on, people. It's like it's where, always been happening. I mean, where do you think? Where do you think the the people from that seventies show got their weed? Exactly, <laughs> it smuggled. It was smuggled in Wisconsin. That's right. It's not like they grew it. I mean, we we talk. I mean, to go political on you, we talk about the border of Mexico and how they come with these numbers of people crossing the border. I'm like, right. they've been crossing the border for flipping years, guys. Exactly. It's not a new concept here. Yeah, it's you uh, know, you act like it's a new kind. It's not. You know? Yeah, exactly. I'm um, speaking before we. Get out of here, guys. I do want to bring up one more stupid news story because it happened just recently with the Minnesota Vikings. we got to bring this up. Oh, yeah. Because it was just, it's just the stupidest. Recently? Well, it happened a lot. If you're talking about stupid news. It happened this morning. Yeah, right. Early, early yeah. this morning. <laughs> um, what's his name? Uh, J. Ron Curse. J. Ron Curse. Uh, safety for the Minnesota Vikings. They, didn't have, they, had, they were off this weekend because they played Thursday night against Washington. Mm-hmm. So um, when you don't have a game, you go party. That's right. 3.40 in the morning. Yeah. He was trying to get on 94 from Cedar Avenue, and he went around a barrier. Yeah, because part of the eastbound lanes of 94 are closed closed right now. Went around a barrier, of course. He got pulled over. He blew a .10, and they found a loaded gun in his car. I mean, 
how stupid do you have to be? Yeah. And he was with other people, too. Well, yeah. At least two other people in the car. Exactly. Just like, to go around a barrier. What? When, and, when it's that early in the morning, and you're driving around, and you yeah. had a couple drinks in you, you, you go straight to where you're going. Okay. Or you take an Uber, right. or you take a limo, or whatever it is. You make enough money, right? Right, right, yeah. And if you're, if you're going to drive... Don't do stupid shit. Well, you know, right. Tony, nothing good happens after midnight. Well, of course it doesn't. Say, so. Yeah. Very few things happen. No. I mean, no, good things good happen, things. of course. But yeah. if you're talking in general, out and about, that's yeah. what I mean. Uh, yeah. I, I would bet that if very few good things happen after midnight, even fewer thing, good things happen after 2 a.m. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I right. mean, or 4 a.m. Yeah. Or, yeah, or, or 3 or whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, but again, we talk about we we already talked about professional athletes doing stupid stuff like Calman, right? Right. Again, we're talking about professional athlete doing something stupid when you make a shit ton of money, right? And you have a way to get to point from point A to point B with an Uber or a limo. Some of these teams even have services to come pick you up, right? Yeah, then you yeah. call the team and say, "I need you picked up because I'm drinking at this club. Come pick me right. up." Right. What the? are you guys doing well and you know you have to wonder and i brought this up you know before we started the podcast with how they phrase the loaded gun thing yeah you have to assume that it wasn't properly cased like it oh, was not no, no so there's another stupid thing it's and like he didn't, have, he didn't have a permit either oh i didn't read that didn't have a permit okay so that means that the firearm's entirely illegal yeah so he was transporting illegally transporting an illegal weapon. So like yeah, yeah I mean <clears throat> like you you could have well, a trunk. you could have a yeah. handgun. You could have a handgun in a case in say your trunk. Yeah. That's fine. But yeah. presumably this was in the passenger compartment exactly. somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think they'd say it was in the trunk if it was yeah. in the trunk. Yeah. I mean I think it's got to be out of reach of the person driver. It's just it, it's Tony. You, you seem especially upset about this guys, now. Is it, it, it specifically? It's the, whole, it's the whole athletes thing. Okay, man. it's general athlete. General it's not athletes. Athlete, I mean, at least he has only played like five games. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was going. Are you upset about the Vikings or just in no, general? No, I'm not upset about the Vikings. I'm upset about athletes in general doing stupid things when you make a shit ton of money. See, now here, here's the question. You know the the internet has become has made us very much aware of things, right? We yeah. just talked about that. So do you think that there is a progressive, um, progressive, what, should, what do I want to say? Do you think athletes are getting progressively more stupid? Or is it that we're more aware of the things they're doing? It's, it's, it's both. It's that, and I think part of it is they're making more and more money. Yeah. Because here's the problem. You're, you, if you're the same, you're, let's say it's me, and tomorrow somebody gives me, Fifty million dollars. Yeah. Am I really going to change as a person? Not, I'm not saying I do stupid things like athletes, but I mean, yeah. I'm just saying in general, am I going to change a whole lot because you've given me this money? Yeah, I might go buy this and this and that or do yeah. that. Yeah. But am I changing as a person? If I was engaged in stupid stuff now, yeah, won't I still be engaged in stupid yes. stuff? You think because that's be. that's what I know. I know what be. I know. Yeah. And so the thought process of oh, I have fifty million dollars now, I can just hire a driver and take me around. May, yeah. That just doesn't go through their head. Right. So. Well, the other thing, too, I, is with social media, because we hear about these things. But back in the you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, athletes still did stupid things. Oh, yes. But the cops would say, oh, you're so-and-so. Let me drive you home. Let sure, me do yeah. this. 
my dad brings up great stories from the Iron Range. You know, he knew all the cops in town. Yeah. Him and his buddies would be out on the pits drinking or smoking weed. The cop would show up and be like, if you don't want me to tell your grandpa or your dad, get your ass home now. Wouldn't arrest him. Nowadays, every, you get arrested. It's, it's, right it point. is. We have, we have cameras on our, you know, body cams now. We have all that stuff. Oh, you're gonna get arrested. Yeah, I mean yeah. the man, the man, the law. I mean they, you know, they just think about the outrage if somebody found out that you know, oh, they arrested. I don't pick a name, Tehran Curses, yeah. whoever, yeah. yeah, whoever that name is, and they let him go because he was a professional athlete. Yeah, but they used yeah, to they be. used to do that. They I don't disagree. To do that, yeah. I totally agree with you. They did. Could you imagine the outrage, public outrage, not now on social media? Let's you say, couldn't do that now. if that happened. Right. It would. If, but the thing is, in in in, in the in the old days. Nobody would know about mm-hmm. it. Right. You mm-hmm. wouldn't find it. Tommy Kramer around here was a known drinker in the Twin Cities. Okay. He never got pulled over for DWI. Do you know why? Because cops would pull him over and say, oh, it's Tommy Kramer. Let me get you back here. Right. Let me do this. Let me do this. Yeah. Never would happen. Now, Nowadays, that would never happen. Everybody has phones, cameras. Everybody has phones, it's, cameras. It's, they know where you're at. It yeah. will never happen. Right. So I just I, I get upset with the stupidity of today's athlete. Knowing the society we live in, the right. 24-hour yeah, yeah. media and everything. It like kind of ties into this one thing Adam Carolla says all the time is, is the fact that it's, it's maybe never been a worse time to be uber rich. Yeah. Because that money does not buy you what it used to buy no, you. No, it doesn't. In those sure. kind of things. You couldn't buy your freedom. You couldn't buy <laughs> no. your way out of a criminal case. Or, it does not. Or a night out on the town. You, you just couldn't do it. And you're, again. But see, so that's why you go into politics. Because yeah. if you're a politician. Yeah. You usually still have a lot more power than you. you have, more sure. right. For some things, yes, you do. Yeah, I mean, I suppose it depends on what politician you are. I, it's getting away from that now, though, isn't it? I mean, it is. we're seeing yeah. that now of things coming out that yeah. normally wouldn't have come out. Right. You know? Uh, it's a Which is a good thing. It's a crazy world we live in. Yeah. That's why we talk about soccer, because it, it's right. better than everything else. And it, you, Agreed. You know, so, sidetracking completely, yeah. going back to this brewery and it's. Yeah. Ambiance, yeah. I've been staring over Dave's head. Mm-hmm. John would love this. There is a uh, statuette of uh, Neuschwanstein ca- Castle. Oh, it's there his, it is. It's his favorite yes. castle. Yes, there. Oh, Johnny should be here right now. Yeah. But he's watching Bundesliga games right now. Probably. No, I saw on Facebook. He is watching. Bundesliga. Oh, he is. Yes, okay. he is. And I just realized I said that wrong. It's Neuschwanstein. Yeah. Sorry. I, I, don't even, I don't even try to say I was going to say, you did a better job than I yeah, would. Yeah, I wouldn't try That's to say it. Sure. I've been corrected by him enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, there, again, guys, this place is phenomenal. Uh, the atmosphere is great. And uh, just coming for the tables and the chairs, for Pete's sakes. I know. It, I mean, I've never seen such nice tables and chairs in a brewery. I want to know how hard it was to find this stuff. Because they had to scour antique shops for oh, yeah. months. Yeah, I mean, how, just a, I mean, bad pot. But how old do you think that chandelier is? Right, I want to steal that thing and take it to my house. Yeah, it's a nice looking chandelier. I mean, not going to now. Now that no. I said it, no, you shouldn't say no. that. Uh, but it's pretty cool. I mean, everything in here is it's old school. Uh, it's it's medieval stuff. It's it's classic. Uh, Never been to a brewery like this. Yeah. And our next podcast will probably be at a brewery that has pinball machines or something. You know, yeah, maybe. <laughs> usually we're not at places like this. And we should bring up that you mentioned this before we started recording, that this is the first new brewery we've been to in a, in while. a couple months. Yeah. A few and, months. And the, it, the reason why that happens, and you know, we, 
we get busy with life and um, we try to make sure that especially the last couple months we've been trying to you've been busy David with school oh god yeah been trying to get to places that are close to your house or at your house so you don't have to do the whole thing with the podcast congrats on being and done congrats on being yes, done thank you, thank you. yeah thank you. you are congratulations you are uh, did you figure out if the date of your graduation is the same date as I haven't yet the they don't they haven't released the okay. commencement dates all right. mm. all right. But I mean, I already told John that I'll skip commencement. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not that important because it's in uh, New Hampshire, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh. So it's uh, you know we've had a lot of things come up. So going to new breweries is kind of tough. Yeah, because we're getting out, we're getting we don't have any breweries around here close that we haven't gone to yet. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're basically out of breweries close. Right. So now we have to start like venturing off to places, and right. it becomes more of a hassle. But we will. I think this year we'll get to some more breweries in St. Paul. Yep. The uh, Northeast Minneapolis one, the Falling Knife Brewery, the one I was talking about with the pinball machines. Yep. I want to get there. And we have that special guest. Yes. That will not be at a brewery. No, it'll be something per different. Per se. It'll be someplace different. It's a brewery, but, but not quite. not a brewery. It's a brewery, but it's not a brewery. Yes. Yeah. We got that going on. Uh, St. Paul Brewery in St. Paul, St. Paul Brewing Company, I believe, is the old Hams Brewing place oh so i want to get nice. there because that's history i mean that place right. is awesome um there's a lot of breweries that are kind of out there that we're going to try to hit up this off season now that we have yeah. more time I and think. it on that subject anybody that's been paying attention would know that every episode that we go to brewery i create a different logo yes that's and right it, and i and I've been—I think I mentioned this way to be in season. Mm-hmm. I've been doing kind of like a passport stamp mm-hmm. of each brewery. So I've been trying to figure out what we should do with that because I've spent way too much time on that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was thinking we should maybe make a poster. Yeah, that'd be cool. Well, that's and a good it, idea. So that it has all of the stamps on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we can give it to somebody. Sure. That sure. listens to us. Sure. And yeah. they can burn it if they want, or burn it, or. Shove it away in a closet. If you want us to be, sign it, we could sign it. It could be a drawing yeah. on like a, right. a drawing everyone yeah. if, if they wanted to put in their names, unless we could, you know, mass produce it. And mm-hmm. like, yeah. as you talk about it, it's like, whoa, wait a mm-hmm. minute, don't give it away. I want that in my, uh, in my <laughs> yeah. house or place. Yeah, exactly. Work, so. exactly. No, that's a bad idea. <laughs> no, it's a great uh, idea. It's just a matter of, can we, may, I'll just make a photocopy, I guess. And these right, are, yeah. of course, ideas we're going to have in the offseason. Me and the boys are going to meet up sometime in the near future here talk about what this podcast is going to be moving forward we're going to switch up the format a little bit um, we should go to manny's we should i have manny's. yet to be there so yeah let's yeah. go manny's yeah because you know the our spouses would probably love us going to an expensive state exactly they would be hang out with dave yeah they'd enjoy they'd be like what what are you going to Minneapolis yeah. for no no can't do it why don't you guys go to like applebee's or something right, yeah <laughs> But, McDonald's uh, is down the street. Uh, yeah, exactly. We could compromise and do like Outback or something. Outback. Yeah, yeah, sure, <laughs> yeah. I'll get a blooming onion. That's right. Um, but we're going to have more ideas coming up. Uh, I know that my thought was uh, at some point in the off season, we're going to start actually asking you guys on Twitter to give us questions. Right. Yeah. I like that um, idea. Yep. And any question is, I mean, it doesn't have to be soccer related either. It could be anything right. you want to ask, you know. And it, we can maybe hint that starting in 2020, there may be a fourth. Yeah, maybe. Might be. Might be a fourth. Or we're talking about that. Yeah, it might be a fourth. Uh, I don't know if he'll be... Permanent. Permanent, but he yeah. will do some episodes with us, which would be yep. nice. It'll be um, a little, yes. little offshoot thing. We yeah, do. so we got a lot of things coming up. Yep. Um, of course, you can find us wherever you can find your podcast at. Spotify, Spreaker, 
iTunes, uh, Pod. Are we on Podbean? Uh, no. Okay, so Podbean's out. Maybe. And you know, if you're on Twitter, give us. You know, jump. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, Sterling specifically does a good job of keeping that up to date, at least during the regular season. But uh, yeah, give us a like while you're there. Yeah. Uh, follow yeah. us on Twitter. Listen to uh, follow us on Instagram. On Instagram, Facebook. If, if of you course. still use Facebook, you try um, we are now on Podcast Addict, which okay, is the big Android. Addict. Podcast. Okay, cool. So Android users can buy listen yeah. to us now, which is nice. That's that's new as of this weekend. Okay. Mm. So anywhere you find podcasts, pretty much you can find us. I know my mom had some people from work that have found us on Spotify, uh, so we have more listeners listening to us. Um, so shout out to them. Uh, thanks for listening, guys, and keep listening. Um, other than that, guys, you can, anything else you want to say? No. Nah, before we get we out of here? Cover no. Um, also want to say uh, thanks to Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Of course, we're part of the uh, BGN network. Yeah, that is network. BGN.fm. We're also part of the Minnesota Podcast Network. That is podcastminn dot com. Um, that's about it from uh, Under Pressure Brewing Company. Uh, so uh, we'll talk to you guys in two weeks. All right. See you. Stater Brothers Markets understands that many of you are stretching your dollar now more than ever. We also know you want great quality. So why not give our family of brands a try? We have over 20 unique brands to choose from. Named after our founders, our convenient Clio and Leo brand offers the best in freshly prepared baked goods and deli items. Looking for organics? Full Circle's your brand. And a great match for any national brand, there's our own Stater Brothers brand. Stater Brothers family of brands. If you can't taste the difference, why pay the difference? En JCPenney sabemos que nos extrañas y nosotros te extrañamos aún más. ¿Pero qué pasa si te decimos que tenemos una tienda abierta todo el día, todos los días? ¡La tenemos! 
en jcp.com o en el app de JCPenney. ¿Quieres un traje de baño? ¡Lo tenemos! ¿Algo para estrenar este verano? ¡También! ¿Marcas exclusivas y tus marcas nacionales favoritas? ¡También! Visita nuestra página para los más recientes cupones y aprovecha envío estándar gratis en compras de 49 dólares o más. JCPenney. Aplican exclusiones. Detalles en la tienda o jcp.com.